Yeah. 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 That's a storage wars one. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? <laughs> yep. Game podcast where people talk about my butthole for an hour and a <laughs> half uh, in order to, you know, I'm sorry your friend died. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but my butthole podcast very important. We don't always uh, talk about your butthole. Let's be not fair. always. We talk about many different things. Yeah, most of which are orifices of yours. I think. Yeah, but excuse yeah. me, I'm still still ill from last week. <coughs> excuse me. No, Still got that no. weird mystery cough. Mm, yeah. It is definitely the consumption. <laughs> you mean the thing that ate Europe all those years definitely ago? Definitely the thing that Nicole Kidman got in Moulin Rouge. Oh no, oh, she dies in that? She does die in that, and I will die after an English man tries to put it up me. <laughs> and then I fall in love with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've never seen all of Moulin Rouge, only uh, bits and pieces, so I didn't know that. It's all right. It's all right. Seems fine. Yeah, yeah. it's got heart. Yeah. yeah, plenty of heart. Absolutely. It's, it's Baz Luhrmann. Oh, who's Baz Luhrmann? He's a director that does highly stylized, you know, sort of musically driven motion pictures. Did he do A Knight's Tale as well? I don't think so. I don't think that's his. Well, I'm going to look into that. No, I think that's, that it's more an action milieu. But they also sing We Will Rock You in that, Conrad. Yes. Yeah, but you can sing We Will Rock You at anything. We Will Rock You is appropriate for all occasions. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I, I'm pretty sure Baz Luhrmann... <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say Baz Luhrmann again. That's really his name? Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. Let's talk about video games. This is exciting. Do you, would you remember do you remember when uh in the nineties, I guess it was, there is that uh song, Wear Sunscreen, you know, and it's like the graduating class, blah blah blah. You know, it's all these things that people should do with their life. It's supposed to be like a, a commencement speech. Yeah, it's like a, a middle aged sounding man talking to some uh, mildly good music. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's him too. Yeah, everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Yeah. Oh man, I'm glad that's not a thing anymore. Always makes me feel sad when people want to just follow the advice of a stranger to the letter like that. Like, uh, but then again, I give advice all the time like well, that at my other job. So yeah. That advice is pretty vague and open to interpretation in a lot of ways. I mean, it's just sort of platitudes it's not yeah uh, people loved those platitudes made them feel so smart that's think, what oh. platitudes are for mm, yeah that's a good point where's jim st- i'm sorry i just realized jim sterling's not on the show anymore what happened to jim sterling i'm just letting you people talk but this is the jim sterling i talk show. well that's it is far too much the jim sterling show they have a lovely conversation you don't need me interrupting to talk about your anus don't worry that's coming <laughs> I want the the listeners to be happy. They tune in for the Jim Sterling. They tune in for some some rousting, rousing chat, and that's what they get in. They get in their money's worth. 
Well, oh, yeah, our conversation play. about Baz Luhrmann. This is riveting. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, so... Exactly. I keep quiet. I know who Robert Locher is. Lotion? The, the old man who looks like Cyril Snare. Oh, sounds good already. What's he do? He's just a man in a film. <laughs> he's, I, he's, yeah. he's the army in Independence Day. I'll have to see that again with the aliens. Yeah, we were watching it last night. We bought a DVD from Fred's, the shitty store, for like eight bucks. And it didn't work halfway through. But I didn't even get to see Will Smith punch an alien in the face. So that's, that's a good part. Funny. And yeah. that's welcome to Earth, motherfucker. And then he punches it. And then he says, motherfucker, again. I don't think so. I think that's PG-13, that movie. No, was... no, he says, motherfucker. <laughs> he says, motherfucker. And then at the end, he puts his penis out and pisses in the alien spaceship on their computer. And it goes on fire because of all the piss and then it crashes and then there is a scene in England and in India and in Africa and Iran and they all fly up to spaceships and piss on them and they fall over <laughs> that's how it would have ended if Peter Jackson circa 1987 made it do you remember old Peter Jackson how he used to be I, I used to remember only old old splatter movie old bad taste um, yeah, Brain Dead, taste. Peter Jackson. Right, Brain Dead in England and uh, Dead Alive in the United States. Dead Alive, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the days. I, I watch uh, Bad Taste at least once a year. Um, it, it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. No. It's a wonderful movie. Oh, and I saw another movie. Oh, yeah, you speak. Oh, oh, no, no, you. No, no, no. Please talk about the movie. It's gonna. I've got some movie stuff I want to talk about, but go ahead. I'm gonna give myself one minute. I saw this trauma movie called The First Turn On, and they made it a long time ago. It's before even Toxic Avenger. And the oh, guy I've who seen plays, that in Netflix. That watch it. Awful. It's the worst. You gotta see it. it, it it's uh, it, it's kind of if they made a sequel to The Room, it would be like this, I think, because you know how The Room just makes you feel awful, but then eventually there's enough of a payoff with stuff happening that you just couldn't have seen coming. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes before it's just uh, stops being just gross and starts being kind of fun. Right. That's how the first turn on is. And it's also Vincent D'Onofrio's first movie. He plays a character named Lobotomy. That's good. Wait, um, D'Onofrio's in it? It's his first movie, yeah. Now I uh, have to see it. I think he drowns. No, he comes. You have to see it. There's, there's maybe dying. There's really unattractive breasts. A lot of breast close-ups that are just, you know, not the breasts you would you would want to see on a big screen. Um, it's like you know, if you were a doctor, you know, all the the breasts you'd see at that point. It's like being a doctor, huh. watching this movie. And um, yeah, it kind of coins a lot of great terms. What like what you're Zingo. saying is that it's got a realistic portrayal. Yes, these are not uh, um, Hollywood breasts. They had to, they were so poor they had to find real people to be in their film. <laughs> and Vincent D'Onofrio. And yeah, Vincent when he's like yeah. or something. Yes, watch the first turn on. Just watch it. And you'll hate it, but just watch the whole thing. Trust me. <laughs> I'm going to watch it right after this. I can't well, wait. Well, taste in films are amazing, Jonathan. Oh, me? It's amazing. Really? I look up these films you recommend, and they're the kind of films that... That I should be recommending, but don't, because I don't know them, and yet you do. 
And yet you act surprised by some of the things I tell, some of the concepts I deliver to you. And you're watching like zombie ass and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I do like movies that are just like your brain, Jim. When I can find a movie that's uh, just like how you talk, I'm pretty happy about it. The first turn on's not that good. No, well, there's some parts that are pretty good. Yeah. And and it, it beats you down just so when it um, picks you back up later, it feels all the better for it. So, yeah, check it out. Cool. First, yeah. Now, what were you going to say about well, movies, I mean, Jim? it's a movie thing, but... um. I've I've been kick, just been kicking around this idea for something you and I could do, Jonathan Holmes. What? Now now hear me out. Really? Hear me yeah. out. Because I know uh-huh. you've normally got some sort of problem with the ideas I have for us to do, right? And Conrad, you can be in on no, this as I well. I know. I was re-listening oh. to some old Podtoad bits, and you're always complaining about oh this is f- like this goes against the laws of physics. Uh, oh, we would be dead or in jail within 24 hours. You know, you don't like the idea of me opening up a Western-style brothel in your apartment. Apparently there's problems well, with that. You don't think we could go... I... Well, see, straight away, nitpicking, sniping. <laughs> I find it very snide. Um, apparently we can't go to the moon with fishbowls on our heads because apparently that doesn't work. Oh, I've seen that on Isn't television. Milk up there? Yeah, they've done it on television. And, but in real life, and apparently, has to build a raft, and it, it, it can be done on television. But according to Jonathan Holmes, it can't be done in real life. I don't see the well, logic that's just, there. That's, that's madness. It's just rampant speculation on your part, Jonathan. Uh, what else don't you want us to do? We can't be 18th century grave robbers because apparently, a, it's not the 18th century, and b, we have real lives we can't abandon. So that's weird. Uh, you won't let me die and be dead and rot in your backyard. To make Pirate Cove. <laughs> There's a lot of ideas I come up with that you're not 100% on board with. Uh, I like the ideas. They are great in theory. But um, you, don't, I, you, don't, you don't want to and or don't think we can do them. I, there's a lot of things I want to do. I just don't think that they will work out. No. I well, think they'll end in, in tears. Yeah. Well, hear me out. Because mm-hmm. I think okay. this, I've, I've thought very carefully about this. I can actually put up the money for it. We can actually do this, right? You and I should own, run, operate our own movie theater. Our own movie theater. Okay. Okay? Whoa, that is... There's nothing terrible about this yet. (laughs) You say yet. There's nothing... for it. No, no, I actually... I thought, because for a long time, I've wanted to, like, own my own, like, little business outside of what I'd sort of do my mm-hmm. freelancing shit. Um, I thought for a long time about, I'd love to own a bar or a restaurant or something. I'd love to own a bar. Just a Jim's bar, come down and drink something, you idiots. You know, that kind of casual, oh, you pricks, have a wine cooler. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but sure. then I, I, I love the movies. Who doesn't? You know, uh, there are films coming out, like The Batman, that we could make mm. money from. It's a tough business, but I've, I've worked out the logistics. I mean, I know that within the first week, you've got to give 75% to the movie theater, uh, the, the movie companies, thanks to Hollywood squeezing mm-hmm. us out. But if we p- measure that against the concessions, we'll come out just a little above breaking even, you know. And we, 
we'll have the staff so we can keep our other jobs. So it's very low risk, the plan I've laid out, right? I've thought about okay. what we will do, right? This is I'm really uh, excited about uh, this. You and I, co-owners, okay? Conrad, yeah. investor. I'll just, sure. Yeah, I'll need some money. Um, about 50 bucks. It'll be all right. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Investor, which also means you're allowed to come round whenever you'd like with a top hat uh, and a cigar and just say, I need the money. And then we'll give you some money and you can go and do whatever you want. (laughs) See, this is... I I like where this is going. This is a good plan. It's a good plan, isn't it? Right? I've worked out how the day will, like, operate. Let's say 11 a.m. You don't need to open a theater any earlier than that. 11 a.m., open the doors... People come in. We show kids' movies, mostly the family fun stuff. You know, Brave, mm-hmm. Pixar's Brave. It's uh, a new movie. Yeah. Tink- that that stupid new Tinkerbell one. Um, There's a new Tinkerbell movie. There's some. Oh, yeah, wow, she finds okay. some sister or something fucking stupid. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, what else was that? Paranorman is a new one. That's oh, I want to see out. that. Exciting, I'm isn't excited it? Excited about that. I mean, can yeah. you imagine if we owned our own theater, we could watch it ourselves in an empty theater when everything's closed? It's awesome. Sure, I love nice. this. Yeah. Mm. So we, sh- we show all that in the morning, though, for the, the kids and the families. Once we start hitting mm-hmm. afternoon, we bring out the big guns. I'm talking The Amazing Spider-Man. I'm talking mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises. I'm talking The, <sighs> the Avengers. You know, all, That's the, a great one. all the hard-hitting, big blockbuster AAA stuff. Evenings... I think we should be a little different. It's a little unconventional. Okay. Again, hear me out. Okay? Uh, we just okay. show movies we'd like to show. Just, just in, you know, films that we like. You know, come and see Aliens back on the big screen. Or Zombie Ass. You know, whatever you want to show. Just, just awesome sure. stuff. That's cool. Are you liking this? Do you think it's cool? Nothing I'm, bad has happened. I'm really excited yet. about it. Um, and then obviously at 1 p.m. after we've uh, taken a big shit in the popcorn dispenser, then we can move on <laughs> no. to uh, bringing up the big blockbuster AAA stuff, as I say. So that's pretty much how the day goes. 11 a.m., kids' movies. Uh, afternoon, the AAA blockbuster stuff, shit in the popcorn, and then show whatever movies we want. You can't shit in the pop. Wait, wait, you said shit in the popcorn, right? What? You did say that. Ah. You, now, uh, if do, you are we hiring someone specifically to shit in the popcorn, like oh, is this a position? Oh, okay. I, I I noticed you've you've um you've brought up the shitting in the popcorn element of this. That's very good. Um, because I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this. Uh, basically, what happens is it's a rotor system. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Mondays, I'll shit in the popcorn. Uh, Tuesday, oh. Conrad shits in the popcorn. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Jonathan Holmes shits in the popcorn. Um, now, don't worry, we're going to be discreet. Uh, what happens is, 1 p.m., there's a like a foot ladder, like a stool, um, like little steps, I guess. Um, you mm-hmm. get up so you can turn around. And you'll be stood over the popcorn dispenser. You turn around, bend over, what? pull down your pants, and then just defecate into the popcorn. And then, obviously, the popcorn uh. dispenser is churning the popcorn around. So it'll just go in there and mix all up in it like butter. Um, 
Uh, now, obviously, I'm the the, uh, the discreetness of the process is paramount. Um, I, I care. <laughs> I, I care about my. About it, I care about my. Hey, you say that, but a small a, a red curtain. We'll Look, close. you don't want the secret of your popcorn. I mean, that, that it's a trade secret. you got to keep that protected. It's a trade secret. Well, I mean, I say that. Uh, here's, here's how it's going to go down. A red curtain will close over the top of the popcorn dispenser for modesty reasons. Because no one wants to see mm-hmm. me or Conrad bending over and taking a shit in the popcorn. We don't um, all have the delicate flower of an anus that, that Holmes Exactly. Does. Uh, that's why Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when it's uh, Jonathan Holmes's fair turn to shit, um, the curtain will actually be open, uh, and everyone's invited, uh. anyone standing around in the lobby is invited to walk up to the concession stand and just form a kind of semicircle and then just clap. While you shit, just like in a rhythm, like that, right? Um, you know, th- they might be invited to throw things or just shout, Jonathan Holmes, take a shit, take a dirty shit, right? Um, any movies that are showing at that time are interrupted because we'll have a camera set up. So anyone watching films while um, the popcorn shitting goes on, <laughs> they get to see you on the big screen. Well, they don't um, want to miss that. No. I mean, they'd be devastated. Absolutely. There's going to be multiple cameras. Um, one, like, you know, proper close-up. In high def, um, 3D, for those that are watching on the 3D screen, so they can get, like, real deep look as your anus dilates and the shit comes out yeah. at them. It comes out at them. It's like when they throw the axe in that Resident Evil film. It's going to be really scary, but they'll laugh. You know, it's scary, but they'll have a laugh. And then, you know, they will get... It's true. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to want the uh, Jonathan Holmes cinema. Jonathan Holmes approved brown butter popcorn. (laughs) Rich, rich, smooth, creamy, just the way Mother used to make it. Gross. Poops. Eating poops is gross. And I... Ah, uh, okay, so hepatitis B spreads through <laughs> poops, you know. Just any old poop can, can get you some. So you don't... We'll, we'll be killing people with our poop Hepatitis immediately. <laughs> Two, I once... In fifth grade, I went to a trip. I went on a trip with my whole uh, elementary school to... Cape Cod, uh, we showed up on a Thursday night, left on a Sunday. I did not poop the entire time because I do not, I'm not a public pooper. I don't poop in the public poop uh, toilets. Poop my own own toilet. I'll leave the, I'll let the cat in. Cat likes to come in while I'm going number two for some reason. We'll just have to design to the boot to be an exact like recreation of Holmes's bathroom. So he feels comfortable. Uh, yeah, but but and then drug him and put him in with there. People, <laughs> if there's a crowd, what would you want them to do, Jim? Clap and go. Ooh, I would like uh, them to. Well, I mean, they don't. It's more of. A, <laughs> sorry, I've stuck to this cough's fucking killing me. Um, it would yeah. be more of an encouragement, like like they're just chanting so that you can get into the rhythm of it. <laughs> Like how the orcs in... The rhythm? Yeah, like how the orcs at the Battle of Helm's Deep are, like, smashing their axes into the ground to get them all riled up. It's like, clap, clap, clap. We're gonna see a shit. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Jim. I, I really like this idea. I think it's it's excellent. The one concern that I do have is your idea of doing the late night, running anything that we want. I mean, there could be a lot of rights issues that could come up. We'd have to clear everything in advance. It could be very, very complex to, to sort that. Uh, otherwise, though, everything else in here, I love it. I'll tell you what, Conrad. How would you feel about this, Okay. Because I, I actually, the NPAA are a bunch of venomous serpents. Um, instead of the run everything, uh, we record home shitting and then do compilations every night of different shits that huh. Jonathan Holmes has had. And we call it Shitty Evenings In with Jonathan Holmes. Now, now there you go. Now that's, <laughs> no. that's thinking on your feet. Damn right. Like Come to Holmes Brand Cinema for the shittiest night of your life. How do you like that? I, uh, Jonathan, do you the think... Crowds now, that... jo- Jonathan, I know you've got a problem. You had, like, issues with the rights and licenses for the uh, showing anything you want. So has that cleared up your question? Uh, do you know Is what that kind the place of you'll make when come? you do a shit or not? Because I would like that. I try. I would like to have it in 7.1 surround sound of you just going... Argh! I'm not. I try to just forget it's happening. I lower my my bum bum as close as I can to the water, so there's not too many plops, and I don't grunt or groan. And I don't, you know. Then you have to eat good to make sure you don't have like yucky gray poops and stuff like that. And we're gonna look at them, and then then you know maybe you'll get mud butt after, and then you have to wipe your butt for a long time for that. No, no. And do you know what kind of people come to oh, those yeah, shy shows? We know exactly the kind of people that come to that. Yeah. You wouldn't worry. Hang out with you those wouldn't guys. worry about wiping your butt, Jonathan. You'll be using nachos. Wipe <laughs> your butt with nachos, then we save money on the cheese. We just give them them. They're gonna, oh, that they're is gonna come round 1 p.m. People will leave the movie because they're like, fuck, it's 1 p.m. I need to go get some pop chungus. That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> that would judge. We're gonna call it. Chungus pop- mean poops. We're gonna go- in the context mm. of this discussion, it does. I'm gonna go get some pop chungus. <laughs> it's Thursday. It's a home <laughs> day. His poos are better. That's what they're gonna come for. <laughs> Why do you guys get the curtain and I just have to show it all? No one wants to see what? a man have a shit. Don't be disgusting, no one, no. Jonathan. They want to see you have a shit. They don't want to see me. But I'm a man. Gross. You are more than a man, sir. (laughs) I am am only a man. I'm not much of a man, some would say. I don't know. You've seen me. Barely keeping it together and falling apart. The seams. I don't even know what my butt looks like. I haven't looked at it in years. No one wants to see me. Maybe it's still good. Having a shit. That would be gross. That would be dirty. They do want to see you have a shit. They want to clap. They want to see it in 3D, and they want to hear you grunting in surround sound. Uh, well, it's not the worst idea you've had. I will say that. It was pretty well thought. There are worse. It's very well detailed. The, the ideas are always uh, uh, well crafted, but the concept behind them is usually... That one would just... I mean, we would just... Okay. Well, no I've, one would I know you've, come, and we'd... Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now, mm. I was worried yeah. you'd shoot this down. Okay? I came, yeah. prepared, with, I came prepared with two ideas this week. 
Well, so we're gonna have a time well, this week. Yes, yes. Right. This is like a mm-hmm. movie special this week. Um, yeah. As you know, the Amazing Spider-Man released um, last week, I think, or the week before. Right. Yeah, last Saturday, Friday, I think. Yeah, yeah I saw Friday, all the hype. Report. I saw all the hype, hmm? and I yeah. thought to myself, "Why isn't Jonathan Holmes Spider-Man?" There's a lot of reasons. Wow. There's only one reason. There's only one reason. You you haven't been bitten by the right spider. (laughs) Okay? That's true. How did Spider-Man turn into Spider-Man? It got bitten by the right spider. The radioactive spider, yeah. The radioactive Mm -hmm. spider, right? There's a lot of radiation in the world. Now... True. Am I to understand then that you're suggesting we have Holmes be bitten by every spider we can find? That is absolutely. <laughs> I, I we got a mind melt thing going on because that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Like Noah's Ark, <sighs> like Noah's Ark, we get two of every spider, right? I've already started the collection. <laughs> I'll drive them down to uh, Boston. And Conrad mm. and I <laughs> will reach into the, the box and just throw them at you. Right? You'll be sat on a stall naked, completely, totally, <sighs> totally bollock naked, right? While Conrad and I take turns to just grab a, a, a handful of spiders and just chuck them at you, right? And then hopefully, you know, they'll start biting. Um, Law of Averages says one of them's going to be radioactive, and then you will be the spider man. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Right? How many? Sp- uh, how much radiation is there in the world? About a million. How many spiders are there? About a million. Laws of averages says a million radioactive spiders are going to bite you. That's just simple math. That's not even me saying it. So you'll be naked on a stall in what it, what what will I hope will be a very cold garage. Uh, we're throwing things at you to really get like into the spirit of things. Uh, because what else did did uh, Spider Man have that you don't currently have? Uh, hair, um, <laughs> a, a, a nice body, no, uh, no. science background. No, you've got all that. Definitely uh, the science background. Dead, un- dead uncle. No, I, I do have a dead uncle. But he didn't raise me. There you go. See, the um, they're already there. You're only missing one true, other filing uh, costume. No. Um, uh, guilt. He's got uh, guilt Dude, issues. Right. The one thing I should know. The one thing yeah. that has that you don't is J. Jonah Jameson. Uh-huh. Which is why, <laughs> as we're throwing the spiders, we're also shouting, "God damn it, Peter Parker! Get me that no good wall crawling motherfucking piss drinking." Fucking shit-eating Spider-Man! Get me photographs of it, Parker! Get me the fucking Spider-Man, you motherfucker! And we're just throwing spiders we're right like an inch away from your face. Just, you know, good piece of shit! Get me the Spider-Man! And then we're throwing hot coffee in your face. We're just, like, stubbing out cigars on your legs, and we're just splashing hot coffee in your face and whooping spiders in your eyes. Just get your logo wall crawler! A fucking web swinger! A motherfucking asshole! <laughs> I remember, wow. I remember wow. the two and a half hours of that. 
you're ready for us to put Pillow mm-hmm. Case on your head and send you out onto the streets of Boston to stop crimes. Oh, not not snuff out my life with a with a pillow, but put a pillowcase on my head, uh, and I'm still naked, covered in spider bites, hot coffee, identity. and cigarette burns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> covered in welts and burns, and to put yeah. a spider costume and nothing else, because you need the flexibility. Yeah, um, hopefully, by that time, well, you'll sure, be pulling up walls and like throwing webs around. And you'll be you'll be stopping crime, essentially. You know, we'll, we'll hang around in like dark alleyways. We'll go to like nasty nightclubs, and you just start shit with people. Just like push. <laughs> Is that what Spider Man does? Yeah. Spider Man just shows up. He's like, "Where? What's your problem? Yeah. Shut up!" That's exactly. I don't even like you. Just that's exactly what we want. Face the mashed potatoes. And- well, oh, and we, wow. we have to consider there could be some effects from some of the other various sorts of spider venom coursing through your system. We don't know exactly how close, oh, but we expect a full personality sure. shift to to Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> he did go through a lot of changes when he became Spider-Man. I mean, essentially, he, uh, up the yeah. essentially, I'd like yeah. you to go to like like rough bars or just like motorcycle clubs. Find the the biggest, tallest, burliest guy there and just scream in his face. Possibly, possibly throw some homophobic rhetoric at him while you're just screaming and shoving him. And then, I mean, you know, again, laws of probability says he's probably hit a woman at some point if it's a bike club. So he'll be a criminal right. you're taking down because with your great power will come a great responsibility that I have told How am I taking him down? I'm just I'm just a nude yelling man in a bar. Wearing a pillowcase. Just... <laughs> am I trying to instigate a fight or am I is that my crime fighting? <laughs> just screaming at well, I, I think it depends um, how potent the, the the spider power is that you've now got. Um, if it is just you pushing, and I imagine going half blind and vomiting, uh, then that's obviously the extent of your crime fighting. That's as far as it's going to go. That's probably all. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be <laughs> capable of, of more than that. And I don't. As much as you'd think. Um, uh, well, there's a really there's a good. Jim has a good reason for doing this. You see, you want to put yourself yes. into a position of absolute danger, where you know by reflex your powers will come to you know your aid, and you'll learn how to use them. Exactly. Every every hero has that moment. Uh, yeah, this will be you know like when no- like when Peter Parker in the in the original films like punches that bully and he goes flying. That's what we want. We can't just like. We can't just assume that you've got superpowers just because we threw some spiders at you and burnt you a bit. You know, we need to test them in the field. It would be irresponsible and reckless to just throw you out there without testing your powers. That's why we're going to take you to a motorcycle club, probably, you know, the Sons of Silence or whatever, whatever's still knocking around in the Midwest. Um, and then just get you into fights with bikers, because I think that's the only way to really test it, rather than be irresponsible and dangerous. <laughs> I don't I don't think they'll even fight me. I think that as long as I don't lay a hand on them, they won't. 
I they won't they even will. want to touch me. I mean, I will be. I will yeah. look so diseased <laughs> and disgusting that they wouldn't even want to risk getting like any sweat or skin uh, from me onto their knuckles. Let alone, you know, I try mm. to bite them or something. No, no. When a when a when a nude man <laughs> with a pillowcase covered in different colored skin and lumps and uh, it starts screaming at you, you you leave immediately. You don't start a fight with them, I don't think. I don't know, but then again, I'm I'm not an expert on these things, so could well, be wrong. We have to factor um, in the, the 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 fact that I will be making Streets of Rage music happen, uh, <laughs> which will obviously inspire <laughs> the gangs into a like they'll achieve a warlike, almost berserker state. Because as you're shouting and screaming and pushing, I'll be behind you going. Like that, just over and over. And then obviously they'll hear that and go, fuck, streets of rage. And then they'll make a swing at you where I'm hoping your spider sense will tingle, you'll jump over them and web shoot them into a wall. Yes, sir. And then we'll fight the green goblins. <laughs> it's. The poop idea wasn't as bad as that. <laughs> I thought this was the more reasonable one. <laughs> No, no, it's 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 even worse than that. Because at least the poop idea just—it's <laughs> easier for you. You don't have to start a business. You just need to get two of every spider, which, by your standards, probably just means a bunch of spiders you find at the park. And that's all of them, and then that may and that's my life. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'd rather do if I had to choose. At least the poop one will just end in financial ruin and maybe a short jail stay the uh the spider-man one could could lead to, to the end of my life yeah. well how do you depending on the biohazard level that that could not be a short prison the stay. alone yeah the bur- well that's true that's true Resident but Evil I is survive. a good game and that is called biohazard so true <laughs> so, so my idea, idea is not so bad is it Oh, God, that was the first video game reference I think we had um, since we started recording. That's I know, I feel bad for the listeners who wanted all that video game talk we normally do. That's what they tune in for. I often get people sending me threats. They're just like, I'm going to fucking cut your fat and bleed it out of your fat stomach if you don't talk about more video games, you fat, fat. <laughs> do you really? Because most of the people uh, who have stuck around with the show seem to revel... Yeah, I'm the fact that we don't. I'm being absolutely facetious. Oh, okay. I don't know anymore, and, and you can't really go by the cross section of just the people that comment. So who knows what people listen to yeah. this? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there are some. Do people... you guys want to talk? About this? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You. Ah. What oh, were yeah. you saying? I was just saying yeah. there are people that have been listening since since I took over as host that hate it. Mm. And they still listen every week. <laughs> and just every few months, they'll tune in and say, I missed it when Anthony was hosting it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'll fix that immediately. I'll concoct some plan to get him fired from Gearbox. And, and there you go. So, but that's in the minority. Most people listen and they love what we mm, talk about. I'd assume. Let's talk about I video hope games. that people don't Let's do it. What are you interested in, video game-wise? What's on your mind, well, Jim? Uh, a couple of big Kickstarter things happened today, if you want to talk about oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, it, uh, 
What are they? Oh. Android console? Oh, yeah, I have to that talk about stuff now. Um, yeah, there was this Android console that everyone's excited about. Um, I half looked at it and then got bored. <laughs> what is it? Why are they excited about it? This is the open source Android console, like Ouya, I think it's called. Uh, I think I saw something about it mentioned a couple of days ago that this was a thing that people were working on and then a Kickstarter popped up and, and was immediately funded. Yeah, people got excited for yeah. it. Yeah. How and much? 75? Oh, I don't know. I haven't actually... I haven't uh, 100 million. 100 million? 100 million billion trillion thousand. <laughs> no. I, I, I want to <laughs> I I say I thought it was... Uh, I want to say I saw it was like nine hundred fifty thousand dollars they'd hit at some point, but I I need to Whoa. find the starter to be wow. sure. Okay, whatever it is, yeah, it's probably changed by the time people hear. But it was a lot last time I saw, it, and it had only been up for a brief time. Why do people want an Android console so bad? Are there well, a lot of Android games that aren't on PC, or what's going on? That's the thing I can't what figure do I out. I don't get? understand what the purpose is of having that device it sounds to me like it's just a hobbyist machine you know it's something huh. for, you can't are you developing for outside the platform i don't think so uh everything has to be open source if i'm you know recalling correctly based on what i'd read about it like there's some limitations there that are interesting uh it's, all the games are going to be free so it's not a commercial project venue for people um i don't Weird. get it I'm I'm gonna guess a big part of it was yeah. the open source allure. I think you tell uh, them it's open source, oh anyone can hack it, anyone can play with it, and and I think that inspires people to want to support it because then they get to feel um, like not hypocrites when they uh, get angry that Battlefield Three has been successful or whatever. You know, uh, I think that's a big part sure. of it. I think people they want to see this free and open console. Um, you know, even if it is Android-based. Okay, so I'm I'm looking huh. at the uh, the Kickstarter now, and and based on you know, I mean, it's it, it will be open source. Anybody will be able to to use it. I don't see anything about uh, it says all the games on it will be free at least to try. So there will be some sort of demo function uh, built into it. Um, they, as of right now, have raised 1.3 million dollars. Their goal was 950,000. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I, I I want to think that this will be valuable, but I can't see it competing in the mainstream. It really oh, just sure, seems like it's sure. sort of a hobbyist toy machine, you know, something that geeky people have to say they have and uh, play with, you know, and and it's important, I think, for that community to have these uh, these objects. You know, the open source development community needs to have sort of devices that they can push their um, wares to and uh, get more people interested sure. in them and and, uh, and and keep their own sort of community going. But in terms for me as a games player, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not that. Yeah. So. It doesn't play any just standard issue Android games. It only plays games specifically made with this or open source. Uh, I don't. I know they were that. promising Cannabolt on it. Yeah, Cannabolt on Android. Yeah. All right. Well, there's Android games I want to play on a big screen, so I'll I'll probably get one if they're the the console's cheap enough. What's it going no, to be? A hundred bucks. Yeah, ninety nine dollars. 
I'd get yeah, it for the gimmick up, value, but I don't know if I'd keep mm. playing it. Yeah, the price is right. Like, I'll blow $100 on, you know, whatever. That's that's fine. Um, so I would well, I always wanted... Cheap. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted Microsoft to make a console without a disk drive that just plays Xbox Live games, because that's pretty much the only games I really enjoy on the Xbox um, there's a console that you know. This is before they made the uh, the slim. Back when I desperately wanted an Xbox, I wasn't afraid it was going to melt. I was like, oh, I wish they just made one that was like a plug and play just for Xbox Live, and maybe they'll still end up uh, being like that. Yeah, Who I knows? think that's a great idea, actually. I you know. Yeah, just make it real cheap and put it out there to support like a Roku the, uh, box. It's just like connected. their own version of Roku exactly. box. Run Windows 8 mobile on it or whatever, and. And give mm-hmm. people an Xbox Live interface and let them play their games. Yeah, I, I think that's that would be a great idea. My only problem oh, with neat. A, Thanks, my only problem with a yeah. console that plays mobile games on the TV is I play so few games on the TV now. Um, I'm either mm. playing on my PC, which is right here next to my work, so I can dip in and out as I please, uh, or I'm playing stuff on an actual mobile device where I can go anywhere I want and I don't have to pull the armchair in front of the TV and fuck around and do incredibly um, non-demanding things that I will still take as some gross, unreasonable chore because I'm incredibly entitled and lazy. Um and, and, you know, it's just, it's a convenience thing, and, and I found PC and mobile mm. gaming so convenient now that I don't put my console on very often. Um, that's my only problem with this. It's like, if I want to play Cannonball, I'm going to play Cannonball on my iPad, where I can just lie back on the couch or, or, or sit on the toilet, where I can also have a Safari sure. browser open to look at... Um, you know, Sasha Gray getting one upper or something. Oh, upper, upper what? Uh, uh, you know what. Um, Vagina and anus I, now. I... Oh no, the three love holes? <laughs> yes! It's just one, just the Holy Trinity, what? Um... Yeah, I want to get <laughs> like, I want to see you get them up your three love holes, Jonathan. I don't have three holes. Uh, I mean, if you count my yeah. nostrils. Not yet. I read yeah. this Kickstarter. Like, it's really well written. It's very compelling. and But it's, you know, got to be marketed to mainstream eventually in order for it to mm. really be successful, I think. And I just, I think it's cool and I want ah. one, but I don't have any expectations for it really changing the game. No, no. I, I I hope they don't think that they're going to do that, and hopefully well, I they hope won't have to. People don't think uh, that it's going to do that. That's the thing. Yeah, I see. It's going to be. Right. I have a feeling it's going to be held up as this uh, champion, as this big fuck you to the world of major game publishing. Oh. Um, and when I look at it, I think it's a cute little thing. It's a cute little thing. I will get one. Um, you know, mm. it's, it looks neat. Um, but I don't, even with their claims of it being open source, I mean, it's still Android. And and even then, I mean, out of the different platforms you can have, Android's such a Wild West kind of thing that, I don't know. I mean, it's not a, it's, I don't think of Android when I think about gaming at all. 
Uh, I like Android as a platform. Mm. I have an Android phone. I will probably stick with Android as as my phone of choice. But if I'm going to do mobile gaming, I'm going to go iOS. Um, it just it's you know it, I I see it as nothing more than a just an interesting little thing. It, you know, definitely interesting, but not as as Conrad says, not a game changer. In not a game way. changer. No. No, they should call it the hipster. You know, it's like intentionally not normal, but it's not going to ever get any mainstream success because it is anti-mainstream by definition. So you can't really expect that to ever uh, win. And yeah, I don't I'm think inter- it's going to the, the status quo in any way, is what I'm oh, saying. No, heck no. It's too weird. Well, what are the controllers like? Does it have like a real controller? It looks like an Xbox 360 controller. You know, it looks like... That your- sounds good. Sort of thing. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm kind of excited now. Kind of if it has the two-player, well, you know, that's you got know, these raised see, buttons. Probably pretty cheap. That thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't like raised buttons. They hurt my thumb. Um, if it has the two-player cannonball, and if it has a lot of two-player games, that's a uh, justification for playing it on uh, in the on your TV in your living room. And there is a two-player cannonball, which was only for Winitron, the Winitron. I think it's gonna stay. Yeah, there. the Winitron. Oh, that's too bad, because if you're going to play Cannonball um, on your well, couch, you might as well be doing it with somebody else. That's one of the things about the Winitron. He... Everything on there is supposed to be exclusive to the Winitron. Yeah, like that's if true. You wanna, if you want to be true. able Maybe to play it, exception. build a Winitron in your city. Yeah, yeah, that is a nice idea. Uh, do you know about the Winitron there, Jim? It's an arcade console. It's our arcade machine that... Um, you can build and then just fill it with particular games that are sanctioned by a by a little group. There's a whole list cool. of, of indie games uh, that have their their own special versions that are designed for this indie arcade machine that you can build and you know install in places and various cities around the world have them. Um, and you know, I think there's something there's, like there's a super crate game. box too, right? That's yeah, it. there's a super crate box yeah. versus. There's a Cannibal two player. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, really cool games and yeah. you know, the kind of stuff where it's like, God, I'd love to play that because they all of them are really cool two-player interpretations of really cool games themselves, and um, mm-hmm. and so it just makes me want to go, you know, find that last guy who runs an arcade, you know, in every city everywhere and say, build one of these fucking things. You've got the parts; they're just lying around. <sighs> I keep meaning to build a destructoid one, but I never do. Maybe someday. I, I know some guys who could help me. Uh, maybe it'll happen. So that's a thing we talked about in video games. Great yeah, job. Video games. Did Go well, on. guys. We did yeah. it now. God. You know, Sir Toby sent me another um, sex doll box. Oh, fantastic. Toby, who does all our... Yeah, I, I don't, you know, we'll see how you guys like it. I'm not sure it's good, uh, to be honest. I like it, and I like Toby, so I'll read it. Okay. To bring it, uh, to bring Conrad up to speed and listeners who may be just joining us, uh, every now and then oh, um, we like to find uh, sex toy um, advertisements or boxes and read the spiel on the back, um, which Jonathan Holmes does very well because we'll read it in a very dry, very frank way. Um, and Maybe I, think, I will. I think I that's know. the best way to to deliver the message and, and let people know what they're buying is to just say it. In not the cheeky uh, ruffling of the hair way that they assume we're going to read it in. Um, but yeah, please. I mean, I'm no. looking forward to this. 
I, it might be good. It's part of the Superstar series. There's a little star on there. It says in cursive, Superstar series. It's called Oh Bang Me Baby, Rip <laughs> Me Bitch, Love Doll. Oh, God. Three, yeah, three toxic love holes. <laughs> I know what kind of love holes you like. You want the kind that hurt your penis when you put your penis into the hole because it's toxic. So they got three of them. They got three toxic love holes because it's Britney Spears. Uh, yeah, Britney Spears yeah. a little, yeah, it's got a little bedazzled hat on. And it says, oops, she did it again. I don't know what. they keep. They, and on the box, there's all these weird pictures of just like the bottom of her butt and like maybe her bending over. And it says, oops, on top of them. And there's these really gross paparazzi. And she's, she's aged. Britney Spears is in her late 40s all of a sudden. And has had a lot of plastic surgery done. Oh, her vagina's there. Uh, so you can see that on the box. It says, oops, over it, though, so you can't really say it. And the full description is, um, she's Britney, bitch, the pigtailed pop princess who's got a body that won't quit and a brain that won't start. Oh my god, really? Classy. <sighs> yeah. Just add air and this washed up white trash whack job will suck the chrome off a trailer hitch quicker than you can save food stamps. <gasps> she's not shuffling her muffin with man meat this Busty blow-up bimbo is busy giving fans more beaver shots than an Oregon wildlife calendar. She's got three toxic love holes that are begging for your pleasure rod, so what are you waiting for? Bang this baby one more time. It hurts. It hurts to read it. Oh my... <laughs> that is spectacular. That is... I'm offended. I'm actually offended. That is amazing. <laughs> Holy shit! Stuffing her muffin with man meat. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it goes beyond. Like, I mean, it doesn't even make her sound attractive. It's just. It's sh- mean spirited. Please yeah. fuck this woman who we are telling you is pathetic and disgraceful yeah, and, and unworthy of. And, and, and shouldn't you be ashamed of yourself for for <laughs> wanting? Yeah. For, you know, to, to debase this person that this they clearly see no value in whatsoever. Like I mean, I've just got this image of you yeah. know some guy like oh god, I'm gonna have wow. sex with a doll. <laughs> oh, who do I like? Oh, I like that fucking Britney Spears. I'm gonna look up a doll. I bet she has toxic fucking love holes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Re- oh god. I'm gonna check out this fucking bitch. Uh, oh, oh! Well, now I just feel bad. Oh, that's no way to. T- I mean, she had some measure of success. Oh, Southern accent. I'm gonna start respecting women from now on. That's what I imagine maybe, goes through the mind of someone who. Maybe that's the plan. It's to just like make. Yeah. Uh, the the horny purveyors of love dolls just think, what Stop am I doing? for a second about what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh. This could be the way. Maybe yeah. I'm using these dolls, um, you know, I, I want this inanimate, uh, featureless um, woman lacking in personality because I'm afraid of independent women who think for themselves. Maybe that's the kind of thought they're trying to get through your head when, when they're just... just just degrading this woman. 
I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. one thing. Solid. It's one thing to do the, you know, oh, she's a nasty slut. You know, it's kind of... It's, tasteless, but... It's tasteless, but you get the point. And it's, they usually at least try and let you think the women are complicit in that and that they enjoy the dirty talk, you know. Um, it's, mm. a, it's, it's a common thing to have that kind of dirty talk going on. But that goes beyond that, and he's just insulting her. And her career, like, that's got nothing to do with the sex yeah. element. This woman has no career anymore. That's not sexy. <laughs> She's on yeah, food stamps. Yeah, thought you would be turned on. Right, you'd be turned on by the idea that uh, she'll suck the chrome off a trailer hitch <laughs> quicker than is <laughs> turned on by thinking about someone sucking on a trailer It's the hitch. food stamps fear. Like, I, I, I yeah. honestly promise our readers... The thought of a woman collecting welfare does not give me a stiff penis. That's not nice. <laughs> it's not okay. Okay, all right, all right. Now, the person... Okay, oh God, I just had a really awful thought because I just had the realization oh. of why this is attractive to some people. And it's because <laughs> oh, she God. was so... Help me understand. She was so spectacularly popular, and now she is such a failure. And these people who were always failures... Now, ah. get to say, oh, you're on my level, she's attainable to them, and this is reinforcing that perspective in their minds. That's what this is saying. Which is so incredibly sad. Is a... So yeah, sad. Yeah. It... I guess that's the thinking. When you're in the boardroom, like, guys, we got this Britney sex doll. Well, does it look like Britney? No, of course not. It okay, now like I'm imagining the up. people sitting around that table, like, as wearing suits and, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, they're, being they're dignified. And oh, you yeah. know that's not they it. Look, they look like the, uh, the corporate board of directors from Robocop. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the they've got to sell this doll. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, good one. Uh, I feel bad about that's reading really, this honestly, now. That's really, honestly, that's... I feel... Oh, that makes me feel un, like unclean it, yeah, inside myself. Can we talk something else now? Yeah. But I... <laughs> yeah. I, like, I genuinely I, yeah. feel broke. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, listeners, that, for the, that Jonathan Holmes wrote that. Yeah, really. My God, Paul. I, uh, no, I, I even read it aloud like that. Yeah, like he was proud of it. Like it was poetry. Like he was Simon oh. fucking Armitage. Um, no, uh, uh, Jonathan Holmes did not write it. That's an actual product oh. that they apparently sell yeah. to By pipe, the pipe worst dream, people. Um, yeah, the toxic love holes. Toxic yeah, love holes. They could have had lucky love holes. That was one of her songs. <laughs> They're not thinking sure, about it the way I'm been. thinking about it. The only thing toxic... They don't even say hit me baby one more time, do they? Oh, they did. Bang, they this, say, baby bang, bang this baby. And that just makes me think they're actually asking me to bang a baby. You don't say no, bang just hit this a baby, baby, baby one more time. <laughs> yeah. This specific baby needs to be smashed with a with a club hammer. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty mean-spirited stuff by Pipe Dream. I wonder if that's... Does that mean penis fantasy? Pipe Dream? Is that I, like a euphemism? I think I, I think that's a euphemism. That might be the subtle wordplay they were going for. Genius. So let's talk about wholesome things like Adventure Time. Do you do you like that, Conrad? Do you like that show? Uh, I've only seen it once or twice. It wasn't really my thing. I, I did watch. Uh, 
Nickel or no, uh, Disney's got some new show, Gravity Falls, I think it's called. And it's I like a it's twin peaksy sort of like, you know, crazy monster stuff. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the um puzzle agent stuff. Not quite oh, that wow. dark, but it's a little bit well, dark. That's a Graham Arnsible says name? Grand Ansible? Uh, something like that. Something yeah. Like that. He's um, a good guy. Yeah, I like his stuff. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I watched the the first episode, and and it's uh you know these kids are staying at their uncle's house that he's turned into a tourist trap to show off weird crap that you know mm. isn't really that weird. And they discover a book that you know some guy was keeping a journal of strange things and occurrences in and around the town, and like uh, Kristen Shaw's in it, and um, really, She's yeah. Funny. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. very funny. It's it's cute. There's a, a a humor level that is you know a little more mature while also you know appealing to a kid demographic. I think so. There's a range there. It was a really enjoyable little program. I'll check it out. You should. Gravity Falls. Neat. The reason I brought up Adventure Time is I got the new Nintendo Power with the full spread on the Adventure Time game for the DS and the 3DS, and it's going to be... This is how uh, I think people felt about Skyrim before it came out. You know how they were really excited <laughs> about it? And I was like, what are you excited about? They're like, I'm going to be in the place, and I'm going to do the stuff you do there. I'm like, what stuff do you do there? You kill a dragon, and you go to the beach, and then you find flowers and you get a job and i'm like that doesn't sound fun i'm yet under when people try to explain skyrim to me they always make it sound less fun than it actually is this is how i am about adventure time i saw like what do you do in the game you go to the treehouse and there's some monsters that look like they're signposts and you punch them and there's nothing shouldn't be fun but it looks so great it's by way forward who i love anyway and uh, it seems to capture the show perfectly. Um, the the creator of the show is writing the script and overseeing a lot of the uh, production on it. And uh, they're nailing it. The screenshots look great, too. The graphics just look perfect. like um, Kind of like a Sega Saturn 2D game, like Astol or something, except more pixelated. Looks really good if you like that sort of thing, guys. Just thought I'd let you know. Adventure Time game, yeah. Three toxic holes, though. <laughs> if she had two toxic holes and one lucky hole, then you'd at least have a choice between your holes. Maybe you want to have a poison penis, you have to get a bad disease that night. So you'd pick one of the toxic holes. Or if you're like, yeah, maybe I'm going to get her pregnant tonight, then lucky hole. But no, three toxic love holes, Jim, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm excited for the Adventure Time game, though. Uh, I like yeah, WayForward a lot. I like WayForward a lot. I'm I'm eager to check it out. I like Adventure Time a lot. Um, very much. Very much enjoy it. Yeah. I, I enjoy both Adventure Time and, and regular show for two very different reasons. Uh, I know some people try and start a war between the two, but I think they're both excellent. Yeah, they excellent. do. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, I like them both, too. I uh, prefer Adventure Time because it just kind of suits my personality yeah. better. But And I'm actually the other way, you know. Yeah, like I I give the edge to a regular show. Well, they're both. But I think that says mm, everything right. about us, too. I think you are very much the Adventure Time to my regular show. 
Yeah, and they're friends. Uh, the shows are friends. Yeah. So we can be friends too. And they complement each yeah. other, and they, they, they run back to back. And I would like us they to do. be back to back, like naked, <laughs> with our asses pressed against butts. each other. And then we both just shit at the same time and just mash oh, it no. together. And it goes up our backs, and we can feel the warmth and the shame. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. And then we can invite people to enjoy our toxic holes. <laughs> well, they would be if they're spewing out covered um, in poo. Waste. Yeah. Although obviously yeah, you'd have to save. You'd have to save half of it for the popcorn. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that <laughs> the Adventure Time game. One thing I like about it is uh, it seems a little bit like a boy in his blob which uh, I didn't expect. You've got Jake on your back the whole time. Jake is the shape-changing dog who's like technically incredibly powerful. He's sort of like Green Lantern, except instead of uh, creating things out of his ring, he just makes it out of his body. He can just make missiles out of his body and stuff like that. He can grow and shrink and stuff like that. Um, so technically, you should be overpowered in the game because he can do anything, but he's dumb, and he forgot that he can do stuff. So throughout the game, you find songs that you play, and when you play them, the song is like, oh, yeah, I can turn into a giant shoe, and then the sock monster goes inside of him and solves a puzzle and stuff like that. So that is, it's going to be like... That's perfectly hmm? deus ex machina-ish enough to work with the show. Yeah, yeah. If the show were more serious, that would seem like a stretch, but they would also do an episode of the show where he just forgot he was all-powerful, and uh, you'd have to remind him. So, yeah, it's structured like Zelda 2, where you get power-ups for Jake and power-ups for Finn, and explore a overworld, but then when you go into dungeons and areas and stuff like that, it's side-view, platforming, combat. What's good, man? I did my rundown. Yeah, I just wanted uh, to talk about it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm yeah. looking for it. It's going to be good. No, no. Um, hopefully better than that fucking one they put out on iOS. It was, yeah. they tried to do yeah, an adventure game. It's just, it's got to be fully voiced. Like, you don't give me Lumpy Space Princess and then just deliver her dialogue through text. Mm. That's not I how this game is played. It. They better not. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to for the... Uh the DS one. I doubt it, honestly. I it don't think it's that big of I don't know how much money they have for it. Um, I don't get the sense it's a lot. It's D3, not the biggest publisher in the world. And I think they're hoping that the fact that they have the creator and everyone at WayForward like, has encyclopedic knowledge of the show. They all love it. So I think they're hoping the passion for the content will bypass the fact that they don't have a ton of money to work with. But at least I could do little sound samples of like, oh my god, and stuff like that. That'd be good. I need to do something. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm playing a 3DS game. You are? Yeah, I'm playing um, Heroes of Ruin. I knew it! Oh no! But, what? How's it going? What's the oh no? How's that going? It's alright. You like it? It's, it's alright. There's no yeah. embargo on this. I can talk about it. As, I think because it's, it's already out in U Europe, or no? No, Japan, it's already out. Anyway, there's no embargo. Yeah, I can say what I like. It's uh, yeah. it's okay. It's 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 pretty good. It's uh, yeah. you know, it's a little Diablo style dungeon crawler. Um, pretty simple so far, but it's it's neat. There are there are a few problems with it. 
the animation in particular, like it takes so long to transition that you're supposed to be able to block and dodge and all this shit, but I've given up doing that because the transition from attacking to blocking and dodging is so slow that it doesn't work. Mm. Um, and there's there's a few problems with stuff like that, like trying to use your special abilities as well as your regular attacks. The transitions uh, too sluggish, um, and the enemies block, and you do a charge attack uh, to break the block, but as soon as you charge up, they stop blocking anyway, and then just hit you. Um, there's some weird stuff, but it's it's cool. You know, it's it, it's got that whole must get loot, must kill stuff quality that keeps it. Gives it at least the base compulsion that's very hard to get wrong. Um, yeah. I'm not finding it time-consumingly addictive. It's it's not grabbed me by the balls to the point where I can't stop playing it yet. Like I'm not I'm not immensely far into it. I just beat the first proper uh, big-scale boss, so I'm hoping it opens up yeah. after that. I do like some of the stuff. Well, They're really cool. pushing the online. Uh, the drop-in, drop-out really? co-op. There are daily web challenges that come up. All this kind of interest, like a trading network. They're trying to really push that. I don't know whether it's going to get the community to su- sustain it. Um, but here's hoping. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, there are a lot more 3DS games pushing all kinds of online components. So, hmm. I hope that works out. I hope that at least gives people the idea who both are playing the games and making the games that they should prioritize putting online components in there because if not you know if they can get by without it they'll they'll never even bother so so that's uh, it's worth the hope i played a little bit of the demo you know me i was like uh it's just like a video game called video game it's just like you're doing this stuff there's the classes you've got to kill the thing and i was like eh. I didn't get too excited about it, but it's not your I'll give game, it a chance, really. Jim. Nah, it's hard for me to get excited about that kind of stuff. Because I'm a bummer. I'm a bummer. Nah. What are you playing, Conrad? Anything of interesting note? Uh, I just got Dyad. Ah. Oh, cool. Yeah, those yeah. codes. Uh, yeah, do we all have codes? Do I have a yeah, code, too? Uh, yeah, yeah, you've got one, too. And you go download it then. Yeah, yeah. You should like just turn it on and start your download now, and go to bed and go to work tomorrow, and maybe it'll be done downloading by then. I swear to freaking God. <laughs> oh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, I have, a, I have pretty good, I have pretty good internet service here, and I, you know, I don't skimp on that because that is an important part of my life. So when I go to download mm-hmm. a game, I expect it to not take three hundred and forty-eight minutes. Fuck to me. Down- I mean, I really. Sony. I, I got we got I got the code at like eleven thirty at night. I was like, oh, awesome! I can play this a little bit before bed. <laughs> and I start downloading it. And I look at, and I was like, nah, that can't be right. That can't be right. That time will decrease. And I went and watched something on, you know, Netflix. Another episode of Buffy. And I come back. And no, it's still going to be like six more hours. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It w- it's just wow. absurd. It's, the Sony, this the infrastructure in the PS3 infuriates me freshly every time I deal with it. It's an amazing piece of work. Um, it, it shouldn't be where I'm taking ten times longer to just put a patch on a game than it takes me to update the 3DS's firmware. 
on the fucking 3DS of all things. And Nintendo doesn't even know what the internet is yet. Like, that shouldn't be what's happening, but it does. I mean, that was one of the driving points I made on this week's Gymquisition, where I've I've been saying this for a while about how consoles are just becoming shitty PCs. And the PS3 typifies that exactly. Like, the more they tried to make it a computer, the more it became apparent that it's not a fucking computer. And thank the Christ baby lord in heaven that Sony doesn't do that um, as an actual thing that they do. Um... What Maybe. computers? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think so. They have the Vio line. They got them. Oh, Thank fucking Christ, the Lord, baby in heaven, that they don't make computers that I know of. <laughs> That's a simple amendment. <laughs> <laughs> um, that yeah. I yeah they and, keep. Their... You know what? Here's the thing. The thing about Vios is actually like they're pretty impressive, but they're so freaking expensive. Ah, uh, that's that, why I don't know them. Like they're trying, they're 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 building Hewlett Packard machines and selling them at Apple prices. Ugh. <laughs> like they they make them pretty like Apple, sort of. You know, I mean, it's it's Sony's sort of you know harder edges, you know, black sleek look as opposed to Apple's curvy smooth white. But you get the idea. It's the same principle. Yeah. It's high beauty on form factor. Still good hardware inside, but it's not Apple hardware, and they're trying to sell it for Apple prices. And it's it's oh yeah. Mm. Well, Sony. yeah. I mean, but in anyway. any case, yeah. In any case, fuck the PS3s online. That um, said. Dyad, I did get to play like, a few levels before we started recording, and uh, it's really fun. It's 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 weird. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna get. <laughs> it it takes some getting used to. Like it, it's you know it's got that tempest thing going, but mm, it, mm-hmm, it, absolutely. instead of if you you know if you imagine that tempest isn't things coming towards you, but you moving towards things. And that is an important mm-hmm. distinction because Tempest really is things moving towards you. But yeah. uh, imagine you're not just going straight, but you're you're being propelled like a bullet through the barrel of a gun. That's what Dyad is because it's rifling all the time. And there's a constant turning motion playing, to everything yeah. while you're playing it. And uh, yeah. and so for people, for people who don't know, Tempest is a people don't know what Tempest is. Isn't that weird, Conrad? That is a weird thought. Yeah, Tempest is a it's a uh, it's an old vector based um, arcade game where you are shooting down a tunnel path uh, that has many nodes on it that you can move from one to the next, and enemies move up towards you like out of a pit, basically. It's mm-hmm. a it's a game of pushing back, keeping enemy forces at bay. Um. Dyad is, uh, yeah, it's it's really amazing. There's still like, once you start to get a feel for it, you can tell that there are you know clearly defined tracks and everything is sort of running on a path and you're hopping from one track to another. But they're so close and it's so delicate to hop between one to the next with the analogs. It can move so quickly if you really want to push yourself over to another edge. So there's some some precision and. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool game. I'm looking forward to diving much further into it. It's the sort of yeah, thing I could lose to myself to an evening of just playing Dyad. Definitely, yeah. From from what I've, I don't know if you guys have ever played a uh, musical instrument. Have you ever played one of those musical instrument? Not well. No. I blew on a tuba no. once. I used to. I I, uh, <laughs> I 
was in <laughs> band in elementary school, which you know sounds ridiculous, and I like did French horn and trumpet. Ah, um, uh, well, if you've ever spent all night just playing chords on the electric guitar, doing bass solos, dyad's kind of like that. It's just kind of like playing an instrument all night. Because and, and and as you play the game, the music is created based on what actions you perform in the game. So you do kind of create the soundtrack by playing. So uh, yeah. now that I think about it, my metaphor is not so bad. It's interesting. I you yeah. know I wasn't that focused on the music at all. I really wasn't paying any attention whatsoever uh, to it, uh-huh. other than the fact that you know well, I did you have it on? There. I was aware there was music, but I wasn't really cognizant of my effect on it. Because I, it just felt like sound effects to me, um, and you know, I probably just wasn't really listening for it. I was too busy trying well, to. I, I don't think it was supposed condition. to be too invasive. Like, yeah, I, I think the music was supposed to kind of subtly affect what you're experiencing without like being in your face, because your conscious mind is totally. Well, because Red is very, very um, apparent about the effect of your actions on the music and the rhythm. It's really obvious in that. And maybe it's the mm-hmm. speed of Dyad that sort of makes it too, makes it a little hard to focus on that aspect of it right now. But I don't get the sense. You're well, right. I didn't it's find definitely Res not as obvious. Res, I didn't think Res was all that demanding of your brain. It was more soothing a lot of the time, whereas yeah. Dyad's pretty difficult. It's a pretty hard game um, by design. So that's fun. Oh, I'm glad you're playing it. I, I look forward to playing it myself. And if people uh, want to listen to the guy who made Dyad talk to me, we did an episode of Sub Poems with him a few weeks ago, which was good. It was a good episode. He got, he got uh, progressively more drunk as the uh, episode went on. It, you know, it was quite entertaining. Philosophical. He was talking about French, like game fun philosophers like people who philosophize on the meaning of fun and uh, all sorts of crazy jazz smart guy that Sean McGrath I yep. like him Yeah, you want to do questions? Um, let's do three questions Jim, let's do them have you Come got on. any? Because I didn't. I'll get some right, all right now. Because I get a, whenever I get a sense we're going to be late. I, you know, with recording, I don't want to put out questions because that drags us on another ten years. Um, I've got a Willem Dafoe movie picture. Quick one, if you're right. interested. Oh, oh, I did yeah. want to. I, you know, he's got a birthday coming up. Oh, we oh, need to really? do. We need to do a Willem special. Willem and I could either have the same birthday. Forty or what? Nine hundred. I have this no is idea true. Willem Dafoe and I have the same birthday. Oh. That's, you are Willem Dafoe. You are the blessed then. one. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I, I noticed that last week, and we were well past the Willem Dafoe conversation. I was like, oh, I'll have to point that out. But yeah, you know, I have the same birthday. Excellent. You are now Conrad the Anointed. <laughs> What's your pitch, Jim? All oh, right, yeah. Um, Grr. This came as a result of a conversation I was having about Willem Dafoe this weekend on Twitter with uh, all the lovely Twitter followers, and we were coming up with different ideas for products for Willem Dafoe. I can't remember who came up with it. I really apologize for um, not noticing your name, but someone came up with Willem Dafoe airbags, which is just the best idea ever, just his face printed on an airbag. So that, and I added yeah. that it needs to be accompanied with a scream, so that if you crash, the first thing you see is Willem Dafoe's face expand in front of your eyes and just going, Nah! Oh my god! <laughs> it would be worth it would be worth crashing for that. 
Dude, well, and, and really, I mean, that would just... You would your instant reaction is to stop the acceleration of your body and flee <laughs> from Willem Dafoe. And there's nothing so you could do. It could serve a dual purpose. You know, give you that extra motivation that you need. Mm, his his face might be so scary that no one ever crashes. Has an accident again. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes <laughs> mandatory in all vehicles. Everyone's driving at five miles an hour, a cold sweat running down their face. Just one false move, and it's coming for me. That would be awesome. But, um, anyway, I talked about one product, which gave me the idea for this. Um, the film is called Party Flower. Now, it stars... What? Party Flower. (laughs) It stars Brendan (laughs) Fraser. Okay. (laughs) who um, is looking... He's just got a new job working in an advertising company. He's an artist, struggling artist. He's just moved to New York. Uh, He works for the Clamp um, Company. It's a company called Clamp. And he he designs sketches, you know, designs new buildings, malls, that kind of thing. Um, And adverts for products that Clamp sells. Um, But he's got one thing that always causes him to have a creative block. He's got to have plant life because that inspires him. Um, he's just moved into this cubicle. He needs a, a, some sort of plant quick. So he runs out the building, finds an old mysterious Chinese shop and says, well, they might have plants in there. So he goes in and he sees a wise old Chinese man played by Cheech Marin who says, hey, man, I got some plants to sell you, man. I've got that's, this flower. That's a shockingly good Marin. <laughs> so long as I don't say too much. Like so long as I keep it short, sharp sentences. Plant got you have. That falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> uh, and it's a flower. It's a little flower in a pot. It just stands straight up. Big yellow middle polony bit, big purple petals, beautiful little flower. Brendan Fraser says that's perfect. Brendan Fraser's character is Adam Shoestring. Um, so Adam Shoestring says, that's a great flower. I'll buy it. How much? He goes, hey, man, for you, nothing. So he takes it <laughs> and says, well, that, that, that was very kind. I wonder why he'd give away this excellent flower for nothing. He takes it back to the office, puts it on his desk. I just realised this wasn't as short a pitch as I thought it would be. Um, That's okay, it's kind of good. Puts the flower down, starts working. Okay, just a normal day, bosses come past, so that's some good art that you're doing, Adam Shoestring. And he says, yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Um, so they go. Suddenly he hears this uh, little, little noise, right? Just, hey. Looks around. Sees nothing. Hey. He looks up suddenly and sees the flower is looking at him. The yellow polony bit in the middle is now a yellow Willem Dafoe face. And it's just looking at him. Yeah, it's just like, it's a big flower with, and the, the top of the flower is Willem Dafoe's yellow head with big purple petals coming around the, around his head, just framing his face. And he's smiling and he just goes, Hey. Adam Shoestring, 
I'm dancing! And he just starts jumping <laughs> up and down from side to side, just shaking his little stem like booty hips. And it's just playing like like some Mika or something. It's playing Mika's Love Today. And he's just going, love, love me, love, love me. And he's just constantly going, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. Like that man of praise just saying, shut up, shut up. Shut up, I can't let the bosses see you. And he puts him in the drawer. And he's, he's like, oh, go in the drawer. Go in the drawer, he shuts the drawer. And then you can just hear, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. He just doesn't fucking stop. And then the film is Brendan Fraser like carrying this dancing little Willem Dafoe party flower. He gets it in, he takes it to work, he brings it to his home, he takes it back to work, takes it back home, constantly hiding it because he can't let anyone see it for some reasons. And he's hiding it from the bosses, he's hiding it from his girlfriend, he's hiding it from the vicar when he comes around to tea. And every time, like, you know, someone comes to visit or the boss walks past, they just, I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. <laughs> and they say, what was that? And then Adam Shoestring has to jump up out of his seat and start going, I'm dancing, I'm dancing. Why so does Adam like, Shoestring have to? So like, oh, to cover it, cover it up. And then they're like, oh it. my God, I'm still at this cough. It's trying to force its way out because I'm so excited about this film. And then they look at him and says, Adam Shoestring, get back to work. And he says, okay. And that's basically the film. It's a little flower just dancing for an hour and a half. And he's and getting into different part, the the party flower, and he's trying to get yeah, and he's trying to um you know live a normal life while taking care of this flower that's constantly dancing. Taking care of it? Why does he just not have it? Oh, excuse me. Well, he's he well he takes it back to uh, Cheech Marin, who says I can't eat that black man, and then he said well and then he says well I guess I got to look after it now. So he takes it back home and feeds it. He feeds it yogurt. Oh, yuck. And it's just dribbling Does he really out, like the yogurt? It's dribbling out of Willem Dafoe's mouth. He's like, I'm laughing! I'm laughing! <laughs> it doesn't stop. And constantly, you know, Mika, his fucking music's just blaring out. Constantly. Uh, from nowhere, from some unseen source. Possibly the flower itself. Um, and that's my idea for the film. It's a fine idea. The party flower. Pollinating like cinemas near you. Cinemas we I you. I liked that one. That was charming. Oh, There's a nice, charming little cute. Yeah, something. Yeah, you could take the family to that. Family friendly film. You know, it's yeah. kind of like Gremlins. That's why I said it was set in the Clamp Building. Um, it's it's in the same oh, yeah, canonical, yeah, canonical universe as is a spiritual prequel to uh, Gremlins. Uh, <laughs> so it's got that kind of you know weird creatures with a normal guy trying to just do his best and make a head in the world. Um, we could probably get the guy who played Clamp to reprise his role. Um, you know, he might eventually discover the flower and it becomes the next big thing. Um, and everyone's happy, and it's just this happy dancing flower, you know. And on, on the poster, it could say something like, you know, chlorophyll your enjoyment with laughter. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Put your petal to the metal. Get your chlorophyll of fun. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. Get your chlorophyll of fun um, and don't leave the cinema early before you finish watching the film. 
I ran out of Gremlins early at age 10 when I came out because I was terrified when those egg sacs were hatching. Uh, it was scary. I have a feeling yeah. that, you know, um, very harsh close-ups of Willem Dafoe's yellow laughing face will be a lot more f- kid-friendly, I think. I think kids want to see that. <laughs> They want to see they want to see a yellow Willem Dafoe face with yogurt just spewing out of its mouth, and it's coming out like, like the milk coming out of Bishop's mouth in Aliens. That's, yeah, that's never going to inspire nightmares. No, I think that's good. No. And I think at one point as well, like just just a, a snake comes out of his mouth. Ah. Oh. Of course. Just in one scene. <laughs> you could just have it be just, almost not He just awful. goes, I'm dancing! Now look what I can do! And then just a snake... <laughs> and then the big snake comes out, and the snake has got Danny DeVito's face. Um, and Whoa. then that flies out of his mouth, and it just rotates. It, like, orbits Brendan Fraser's head for about five minutes and just goes, I'm the Danny DeVito snake! I'm going to go joke off in the corner! And that just goes away. <laughs> I was just thinking about how ridiculous masturbating is, and no one says masturbation is ridiculous better than Dan DeVito saying, I'm going to go joik off in the coina. Mm. Yeah, I love when mm. we do that. Yeah, it's good stuff. I yeah. think it holds Man, I asked... to the audience. I think it does, like a lot of your uh, a lot of your ideas do. It's very introspective, Jim. yeah. Mm, it's deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so many people ask questions. I just asked, you know, no warning. Just on my Twitter, random. Sure. So many questions. Weird. Weird that they are... These are people that never interact with me on Twitter, like the eggplant, for instance, who asks, why has everybody got a harsh everybody else's mellow? I have no idea who the eggplant is, but it turns out they were following me on Twitter and listen to the show and ask questions like that that I can't answer. Can you answer that? Why has everybody got a harsh everybody else's mellow? Uh, I think it's got to do with how defensive um, people around the world, but especially in America lately, have gotten. People are very um, protective of themselves and their own. I think there's a mm. lot of, um, especially in the wake of the economic disaster, where a lot of people mm. put their trust in other people um, and in many ways feel like they were punished for that. They've become very insular, withdrawn. They only care about themselves and their families on the internet. And even it's seeped into gaming. Um, there's now this idea that if you're not with someone, you're against them. Um, mm. And the, the class warfare that we have now in, in Western civilization has mutated into every... It sort of infested every as, facet of our day-to-day lives, like some sort of virus. It's just transferred from medium to medium. Um, so now there's this warlike, hostile, um, very viciously threatening atmosphere everywhere you go. Um, and a lot of people are choosing now to step away from that. But even if they try and avoid that, they still get dragged in. It's just this snowballing effect. And that's why I think you should take a shit in the popcorn. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, that's why everyone is uh, harshing everyone else's mellow. But no, that's just why you want to <laughs> make people eat my feces yeah. and pay there, for it. There was an element of something that I actually do believe in that collection of sentences, I'm sure. Um, but I do sure. think on the internet and in gaming in particular at the moment, it's gotten me down, to be honest. 
just how... Me too. It's become very hostile and threatening. And you know me, I I like a good argument. I, I've got nothing against a good flame war. But lately it's become this... It's a very personal, very black and white, extremist, with us or against us type of thing. It and then, feels very angry. Like, I mean... Right. There's a defensiveness, like... Ground... I don't know. It, it just feels like there's a rage level that makes me uncomfortable with yeah. how responsive yeah. and defensive people are to things that we should be able to talk about with a certain measure of civility. Things that I want us to talk like I would love to talk about some of the, the, the things going on at the moment, be it gender issues or, or even something more simple like, uh, say, Mass Effect or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I've n- not been drawn into this kind of thing myself. I think most people have. Like, we've all um, gotten into an argument and a fight. Uh, but Lately, it's it's taken on an altogether more in more nasty edge, and something altogether more venomous than it was before, and and that does it depresses me because games are a lot of fun. I love talking about them. I love debating them. Get a, a good spirited debate that teeters on the verge of an argument but never quite gets there. That's my kind of thing. It's what I try and do in in a lot of stuff I do, especially more now. I know in my more reckless years of writing, some of the things I said were a bit more. Um, a bit harsher than, than I'd say them now. I've certainly, uh, my buzz has, has mellowed um, mm. a lot more in, in recent years. Um, and I guess that's why I'm, I'm not so, so much enjoying this now. It's sad. It's a shame. And I, I think it gets in the way of, of good debate. I think a lot of the things coming up in the, the industry right now, we could have so much healthy stuff coming out of it, so much creative stuff coming out of it, but I see that obscured and held back until we can get over this uh, ang- like this base animal anger that we've got. And I'm talking about all sides involved in every discussion lately. I'm not... Yeah, I'm, there's no... Yeah. That's the thing. And there doesn't seem to be such a thing as a centrist position in any... anywhere anymore. And, I mean, maybe... At least in America, you know, we've got this sort of election thing going on, and it's going to get much, much worse for the next few months, and then maybe some of that will dissipate, but it's been growing for years, and to see it sort of reflecting online a little bit more how much, how hard it is to to witness a discussion where there's actually a few people who are maintaining a very sort of middle-of-the-road point of view and, and how rare that's becoming it's just scary it is i mean i always try and politically especially i'm a very centrist individual i i don't try and go too far right or left um and it saddens me that that's considered wishy-washy now it's considered fence sitting whereas i consider it smart because i don't i don't think going extreme in either direction and being unrelenting and un, unyielding in your viewpoint is healthy I actually um, pride myself on the Jimquisition of being one of the few video series out there where I will say I got this wrong. I'm very proud of mm. it. A lot, a lot of people now think that's a shameful thing to change your mind, to have a different opinion. We see this with um, the, that Mitt Romney fella. Um, you know, um, Ashley Birch pointed out that, you know, it's not so great a crime for a man to change his mind. Um, and it's. 
it's 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 it saddens me because we've got this very you know they 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 say that oh there are these Middle Eastern extremist countries and then I look at um, American television where you're you've either got to be a liberal or a Republican you've got to be right wing or left wing and anything else is wishy washy indecisive um, spinelessness and I think mm. we're really not that different from any other extremist country at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. I I've, I don't like the two-party system anyway. I think it lumps people together that sometimes have nothing to do with each other at all. You can have a Republican who believes in no taxes, but uh, freedom for people to do whatever they want in terms of, you know, and, and not strong on crime or whatever. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. Hi, how you doing? He might be named Conrad Zimmerman. Then you can have another guy who's like, oh, well, I think we should tax people to fund our military. That's fine. And then we should put rules on everything. And they are also Republican. And they're nothing to do with each other. So, yeah, I'm not down with that. And I am down oh, with to clarify, uh, being... I would really like a complete reformation of tax code. That's I'm not saying yeah. no, no taxes. I'm just saying that the income tax Reform. system, it's, it needs a drastic overhaul. Which could but start no. with eliminating the current tax code and starting from a new simplified... All I know is I pay a greater percentage of my money than uh, Mitt Romney, and I'm not even allowed to vote yet. <laughs> That's sad, but I laughed because it's sad because it's true, funny because it's true. Oh, yeah. sorry, We're probably good. getting a bit too political. I know our listeners yeah. aren't it feels big good. fans. But I did what, yeah, the, the overall yeah. message is just... Let's let's be a bit more. Let's look at sides and and not fucking go so far in one direction that we become immutable individuals. There's nothing worse than being immutable. Yes, and don't pick fights with strangers for no reason. And Except don't that. write laws the common man can't understand. Sorry, that's the only. That's that's my thing. You know, <laughs> like my people with, do. My problem yeah. with the tax code is that nobody understands how it works. I've heard about it. It's it's written down somewhere, and it's controlling my money, probably. Right. That's you know, all I know. And yeah. it seems good. Or not. It seems terrible. I mean, I don't know. Money. Taxes. <laughs> to have created an economy of accountants. Right. Uh, indeed. I find that being uh, not someone who gets mad at people has caused people to want to get in more arguments with me about things. Does, like, I've does had that happen people- to you? Yeah, does that happen to you guys too? I don't know. I mean, I, I get as many people wanting arguments with me as they always do, but I I'm engaging more in a just agree with anything anyone says to me on Twitter. That way, I don't get any tr- in any trouble. I wind up putting myself into more arguments than I have hoisted upon me. Like I, I don't want like I'm not like some piss and vinegar. I'm gonna seek uh, a fight or anything, but. Like, I will respond to an inaccurate statement made by somebody. Oh, sure, and, and you'll challenge someone. Right. You'll challenge and, me on a regular basis in a good way to see what I'm really thinking and push me to actually fully think out whatever I'm, I'm trying to say so I, yeah, I even people, know what I'm saying. People yeah. pick fights with me the way they seem to pick fights with you two gentlemen, which is... I don't is, think they want to mess with you, man. Fine You're tough. with that. I'm okay with that. Well, and I'm dismissive if I don't want to have an argument, so it could be fruitless. Yeah, that's one of my problems. I'll engage people for a long time, and I'm just like, I'm not getting anything out of this conversation. You're just trying to pick apart my opinion, and I don't even know what yours is. Can you tell me what your opinion is? And then they won't tell me, and... uh. 
Anyway, I don't mean to complain. Let's do uh, two more questions. Then Let's we'll do be it. Done. Yeah. Whoa, they keep coming in. These questions. Whoa, there's so many. I can't even. Uh, I think there was a. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle C. wants to know what's our plan for PAX Prime. I haven't heard anything. Um, what is our plan for PAX Prime? Do you know, Jim? Uh, I did. And then the plans were changed on me, so now I don't. Uh, in ah, fact, I've been serious. yeah. I had a, I actually had shit planned out. I had everything in hand for once. Then things changed, and now uh, I got nothing. Uh, the panel was approved officially today, uh, oh. just just this afternoon. Really? Uh, so now comes the time when I scrap the Willem Dafoe pitch I was going to do. Scrap the special song I was going to do with Jonathan Holmes. I had entertainment. I had well, things. Um, I can still do it. I mean, I, it would be a, an arm and a leg to fly out at this point, but I can still do it if they change uh, the plan. Just so you know. The, the, because the plan was going to be a Podtoid panel, and then it changed something else. That was the but, problem. I had a Podtoid thing planned, and then something was happening with, with Jonathan Holmes not attending. Um, and and uh, I'm not doing Podtoid if that's uh, what happens. So I have to come up with something else um, if that's not the thing. So it might just end up like a you know another regular Destructoid Live, but the only problem is last time we did that, um, we made cake and hamburgers and carpet one new object <laughs> rather than three separate entities. Um, so I want to avoid that. So something's happening. Something's happening. I just I'm not entirely sure what yet. Okay, well uh, let me know, and I'll do a thing if that's a thing. But if not, that's cool too. I'm up for anything. I like stuff. I like all this stuff. Uh, one more question. Oh, do you guys? Uh, should be fun. A lot of them about Oya. Oya. Is that how you say it? Oya. Why, why, why did they call it that? There's not one actual solid consonant in that entire word. It's just Oya. Uh, Oya. That sounds Ooh-ya. better. Oya. Like, like, I'm gonna call Ooh-ya. it Ooh-la! which is a fantastic <laughs> reference. Some people will get. I enjoyed it. This is a hard one. Let's try to do it quickly. Maybe you'll know it off the top of your head. Uh, game Beast two three four five six asks, uh, "What is the worst critically received game you love?" Game Beast. Hard- game Beast. You know him. You've seen him around. That's a great name, though. I want to be a yeah, game it is. beast instead of a, I was on a instead of a ham beast that everyone calls me instead because fat. <laughs> I uh, I was on a podcast with him, and then it got erased. And then he wanted me to do another one, and I have not done it yet. Ah. Maybe that though. So I know him personally, kind of. Um, do you know, it's tough for you, Jim, because you often determine how critically acclaimed the games you play are, because you play them for review. And you too, Conrad, but Jim, a little more often. I don't know, so. I go against the grain so often, I don't know if I define anything. Um, not intentionally. Um, people sometimes think I do, but if I had my way, everyone would agree with me. Um, and then I would be emperor. <laughs> um, it's not fun to be disagreed a, with, but that, that is a bleak future. That's a fucking bleak future, which would be great if you were a bird. 
Can you imagine? Think about how bored you would ultimately be if everybody agreed with you all the time. You would have nobody to rail against. You would have nobody to mm-hmm. argue with. You'd have nobody to humiliate. <laughs> I don't They'd know if I've humiliated someone. It'd just be a sea of you. I, I think that... Wow. I almost mm-hmm. came... <laughs> A sea of you. A sea of me. Just me swimming about in it, all sweaty and gross. Fantastic. Uh, um... Oh, God. Now I'm just visualizing the is in the max. Oh, but yeah. But they're all great. Gym. Just this undulating wave of Jim. Do you know the max, Jim? Sam Keith comic book from the 90s? I, no. That's, that's oh, oh, oh. It was a fantastic animated series uh, they, they made... F- on MTV, they out of the comics. Um, and that's re- why it got canceled. Because yeah. it was good. It was yeah, really it was good. good. Yeah. Uh, you should you should track it down and watch it. You oh, will well, keep that in mind. The is the max. Yeah, well, the max. M A X X. Yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. Looks just like the comic. The I know Mighty good. Max. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Mighty Max. I had the Magma playset. <laughs> I did not. It looked too hot. <laughs> I don't like toys that look like they might be hot. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. My brain, my brain's in trouble. I'm, I'm hanging in there though. I've done all right, right on the show. Yeah, you've yeah. done very well, sir. Tough day at work yeah. today. So, problem. So, game that question. you love, game that I love, that everyone is critically uh, panned. I absolutely Most... know which one I'm gonna pick. Yeah. Astonishing story. What is that? that? Astonishing story. It's a, I believe it's Korean. It's a um, strategy RPG. Uh, It came to the PSP, um, but it was originally, I think, maybe a PC game. Um, It's so badly uh, translated. It's very like Englishy. The humor, like it's a, it's a humorous game but the hmm. humor is eldritch uh, to the point like there, I, there's no real understanding it um game developers just show up and and, and stuff in this weird fantasy ye oldie world um very weird game F- very bog standard you know you move your units up and down and move them next to things and hit them and stuff levels up um cool little soundtrack um, you know, nice little retro graphics back before they were overused. Panned the shit out of by critics. Uh, huh. Critics just don't like it. I believe it got some incredibly terrible reviews on Metacritic and what have you, uh, which surprised me because I played it. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, it was very standard, but it, it's a fun little PSP game. Um, but, yeah, I, I looked at the Metacritic uh, once out of curiosity and was like, wow, I didn't realize this was supposed to be bad. Um, I've been enjoying this. It's very, I assume it's it's not easy to find. I know it's not on PSN, which is a shame. I've got the physical copy uh, somewhere. I think I let my uh, stepson use it. Um, but, yeah, it's if, you can try, if you've got a PSP that plays the physical media still and, and you see it, um, it's it's not easy to find, but it's also, to my knowledge, not very expensive either. It's just no one wants it and no one's selling it. Um, huh. But I like it. Good to know. Whoa. Dudes, I just checked Metacritic. 
I gave Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop the highest score on Metacritic. Of course you did. It's a good game, man. I love it. I'll still play what it. What do you give it? Absolutely. Like an eight? Yep. Yeah, yeah burned into my memory. I still remember yeah. seeing it. What's it have, you, have you played it? No. I thought not. No, I still choose Everyone, to judge you. Everyone says it's bad, and then they play it, and they're like, yeah, it's kind of fun, actually. It, it's pretty damn kind fun. Kind of fun, actually, it. is not an A. It's great. It's a great game. It's uh, it's all right. It's, it's all right. I understand why you gave it an 8. I love Resident Evil, and it is Resident Evil 4 in a mall with bad graphics zombies and the Mega Buster and a skateboard and a chainsaw. There's so many good things about that game. I can go on and on. The uh, The extra games you unlock after you play it, really fun. A really fun time playing those. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, and for the price, too. It was 40 bucks when it came out. People forget that. For a budget game, poof. Great deal. I love it. So that's probably got to be mine. That's probably my choice. Conrad, yours? See, the problem with this question for me is that I don't really remember what rating or what yeah. anyone else thought of a game, you know, um, after a certain point. Like, I mean, I could think of obvious examples like Deadly Premonition, where, yes, that was clearly a game that everyone was going to hate, but holds a special place in my heart because of how amazingly awesome it actually is. And Jim but liked it. Jim liked yeah. it, yep. Um, and I mean, it's so ambitious and it's so strange and so unrepentant in its strangeness, uh, in a way. Um, and you know, it's even a fascinating kind of story. The very fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, maybe that, that's the one I know that most people didn't at least get onto it at first. Um, and maybe some minds were changed over time, but I, I, I was always really kind of impressed that someone would be so daring and, uh, and attempt to make such a, a living town in, in that way. It, it really just blows my mind. Yeah, so, so much imagination in that game, I think. Um, people look at it and they see that it's clearly not a game of the big budget and they assume, ah, oh, then there was no passion involved. But it's quite the opposite, actually. It's all passion, for better or worse. They, they really, they're really feeling it when they wrote that one, I think. Yeah. Jim, fall asleep? Oh, Hello. oh you're there. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. You're right, are you? I think we're about ready. Um, I think we're ready. Uh, thank We've you for listening. It. Yeah, I think we did. It was a good little show. Mm. Good little show. That worked out. Yeah, let's. I tell you what, though, people probably listened to this. They thought, "Well, that was fucking fantastic." These guys are ace potatoes. I want to read and see more of them. How? Jonathan, how can they fucking see more of you and your slungus? Who, me? <laughs> uh, this Sunday, live streaming on... It's Detroit.tv? Why do I never remember this, Conrad? I don't know why, but that's absolutely right. I got it right? I think I always think I'm going to forget it, and then I actually do know it. We're doing a show this Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called Sup Holmes. It's a live stream talk show with video game developers, the people that actually make video games. You should pay attention to what they're saying. Don't you care? It's very important. These are the people <laughs> making the things that you like. Uh, uh, anyway, this week we've got uh, Diego Garcia, who created Super Flirt Off, 
my favorite video game about talking to other people. You know, people like the uh, conversation, branching trees, and Mass Effect, and blah blah blah. No, no, no. Super flirt off, nailed it. It's fantastic. It's a free game. It's a flash game. You can play it right now. It's one of my favorite games uh, on the internet. And I think he's going to have his friend Emmett Butler on because they work together to make a new iPhone game called Heads Up! Exclamation point Hot Dogs, where you just drop hot dogs on people's heads that walk by. And sometimes it's a cop who goes berserk and starts shooting at the hot dogs. And then a businessman, like, has... He doesn't vomit them, but, like, ten hot dogs just come out of his mouth really slowly. It's a good game. You should play it. They will be on our live stream show, which doubles as a podcast. We take the audio and put it on the iTunes store for a podcast. And afterwards, uh, you can go download all the shows we've done. We've done, like... 20 or 19? How many have we done, Conrad? Conrad's the engineer of the show. That's 20. Last one was episode 20, yeah. So. Yeah. Episode 20 should be up on iTunes right now. That was with Christine Love, the writer and designer of Analog, A Hate Story, which is a narrative-based game on Steam, which is very well written. And she was fun and funny, and she made me nervous, and I felt weird, but I was happy to talk with her. And hopefully the show turned out all right. So those are things, and I'll probably be talking, uh, doing the last talking to women about video games for season two this week too. So look for that on the Destructoid YouTube channel. That's my stuff. Excellent. What's you, Conrad? Yeah, I did all right that time. Talking. Well, um, also on the uh, Detroit TV on Saturday uh, morning, I'll be doing Saturday morning hangover with Jordan Devore. Um, and the lovely Katrina, and we're going to be hanging out and playing video games. I think we're going to play a little more Bruce Willis's Apocalypse. Um, either that or Dyad. I haven't made up my mind yet. Dyad's mm-hmm. really calling to me. It's, it's just people want to see it. That's a hot new game. It is a hot game. I might have to play <laughs> that. Um, but uh, other than that, um, yeah, definitely want to check out Sub Homes. And I've got a few other things. I've got, see, I've got one thing I want to like be excited and tell people, hey, we've got this story, and you should go check it out, but now we can't run the story, and they can't check it out. <laughs> oh. Okay, you'll have to tell me later what happened. Yeah, then. so, oh, um, cool. may- maybe we'll have a cool story in a few days, I don't know. It's, but, um, other than that, uh, yeah, just, just check out the, the, the news destructoid, uh, everybody's really been putting out some great content lately, so, it's been a good site. We have a, a good site. Yeah, we have a good, good little website. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's all right. Um, I, I I would subscribe. I would subscribe. Yeah, I would donate to a Kickstarter fund to run it without ads. Wow, that would be funny if that happened. Yeah. Um, that actually sounded like we were going to do that. We're not going no, to do we're that. Not going to do that. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, actually, that, that silent pause, that pregnant pause was probably poorly applied. Yeah, um, that was exciting. just a gag um, about stuff. Yeah, just, a, just a harmless guffaw. Good for them. Good, Good for them. Yeah. I, hope I hope it's very successful. I hope it demonstrates that it can be done and it allows other organizations that are in positions similar to theirs, as if there were such a thing, to attempt such a, uh, a bold move themselves. I think it's incredibly silly, but if it works, fair play to them. Who did what? A penny arcade are doing a Kickstarter for ads. That, that was the joke. I don't want to linger on it. We can't have another discussion. We're closing up. We're closing up, Jonathan. Um, okay. On distracted.com, as, as Conrad said, we've got stuff going up every day. Um, I recently did a very 
I think, largely well-received article called uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, and Upping the Female Ante, which is about um, female character models included in the multiplayer in Colonial Marines, which I think would be nice of them to do, considering Aliens is all about women, really. Um, otherwise, I've, I've not got a lot planned this week for Destructoid. Uh, I'm not sure when this Heroes of Ruin review is going up, because I've got to play it. Um, it'll be up when it's up, hopefully before release, which I think is next week. So look for it sometime this week or, or early next. Um, otherwise, my Jimquisition airs on escapismagazine.com every Monday. Uh, this week's episode was called PS3 and Xbox 360 are just crappy PCs, which talks about how the uh, various business practices um, of companies have put just as much bullshit on consoles as are on PCs, but without the benefits of PC to make up for it. It's an interesting um, video. Drew a lot of discussion, a huge amount. So that's interesting to talk about. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Us a lot. Uh, maybe with Hamza. Maybe not. He's kind of taking a position as a semi-regular guest um, because of a lot of commitments that he has. So we'll have him every now and then. Um, but we'll be here next week as per the norm you can get us on itunes rss whatever floats your boat give us some nice reviews on itunes if you want that helps none of your comedy one stars because even though that's a joke i won't laugh uh you can also get our app on amazon don't get it anywhere else uh, because it's fucked and i don't know how to fix that shit uh that's two bucks you'll get it on your phone um it's a waste of money i say every week but We'd appreciate it because it helps with the hosting a bit. So that that's more or less it. Uh, that is it. We'll see you next week. Bye.